Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is January uh, 6, 2022. The time is about 11.30. Reddy Newman PC has been conducting this conference or Zoom calls for the past 10 years. If you have any question, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, let our team know. We need to, you need to show your face and you need to let us know that you're a newcomer so that we give preference to the newcomers, guys. Nishant Reddy? Yes. Hi, my name is Nishant. I'm a newcomer. Sure. So my question is related to H4 and H1 uh, transfer, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, wi- uh, my, sp- my wife is on H4. Uh, sh- we have filed for uh, H1 in uh, 2021, 20, March. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. had an RFE. Uh, mm-hmm. She had to travel uh, to India due to family emergency on December, this December, last mm-hmm. December, 2021, on mm-hmm. 15th, actually. And mm-hmm. the RFE response was submitted on December 28th. Mm-hmm. I just posted it. So RFE response is submitted on December 28th and it was approved on Jan 5th. 15th, she traveled. 28th, we submitted RFE. Uh, Jan 5th, we got the approval. Now the case mm-hmm. is whether she has to go for a H4 visa or a H1 visa. We are yet to get the approval notice. On the USCIS website, the H1 is approved petition. Well, well so she has both H1 and H4. Both are approved now. Yeah, H4 is valid till 2022, which was approved long time back. So it is valid okay. till this year end. But H1 okay. has been recently approved. But you don't have the H1 approval in the hand? Yeah, in the hand. It is yet to come. I think it will take seven days probably to the attorney to get that uh, notification so email probably. When when the H1 was approved, she was in the country? No, she was in India. So that's should not come with an I-94 because okay. that's technically not valid. Okay. Yeah, I mean, which visa she wants to come back? uh we are not sure whether which visa we have to apply for actually whether h1 because or h4 you can apply either visas oh okay okay but if she comes on h4 will she be valid for h1 change of status again she has to approve uh, apply? with the same com- with the same company yes oh with the same company yeah okay i meant to say if she okay we have filed with one company and one attorney has filed it so if she comes back she can apply for a change of status you're saying that's right she can do that Okay. You go ahead. If she has to come on H1? Well, she can come on H1. Okay. Okay. So in this uh, COVID situation and pandemic, uh, will she be eligible for a Dropbox? Um, they they are on... saying, yeah, she, mm-hmm. she the previous visa she got was H4. Correct. She's technically eligible for the Dropbox even for H1B, mm-hmm. but the system is not allowing it. May take a little bit time for the system to allow. Okay. 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 Got it. Okay then. Next Thank person, you. please. Thank you. Santosh. Yeah. Hi. 
So, uh, hi, my question is about uh, adjusting of the service record, uh, mm -hmm. rather correction of the service record. So, um, uh, back in 2020, my H-1B was approved, but it was a consular petition and I was enrolled in uh, uh, in, in the day one CPT program, right? So uh, I waited for two semesters for the uh, uh, for the uh, letter from uh, the I-797. So, so let me understand one thing. Yeah. So in 2020, you got the H-1B approval with the consular processing. Yeah, yeah. And you got kicked out of the service system because your H-1B got approved. Right, right. And you tried to correct the service system. And what happened with that? Yeah. So I tried to correct it, but the school DSO needed the I-797 notice, right? And I never received the I-797 till March 2021. Okay. So mm -hmm. because of that delay, um, I decided to also leave the country because it was taking too long. And I got worried, you know, looking at okay. how things will go. Now I'm not enrolled in the program either, so, but I still have my H1B pro, uh, H1B approval, and I'm trying to see if I process the H1B, will I get RFE or do these things get handled automatically? Hey, you are in India right now, is that right? Yeah. What do you mean process H1B? You have the H1B no, approval. I mean, sorry, sorry. I mean apply for the H1B, visa. Okay, so uh, you if you apply, yeah, so, but are you working for the job for which you applied for in 2020? No, I am not. Ah, uh, and what about, do you still have the job the, for which you applied for the H-1B? Yes, yes, I still have the job, yeah. Um, that will be tested very thoroughly though, With, because the H-1B got approved in 2020. This is almost like one and a half year right now. How come yeah. they are still holding the position for you? That will be tested very strongly though. Okay. For that, I can get the letter from the company, right? That, that the, that's, not, that's not enough though. Oh. Um, it's, it's, you think, so it's that easy that the, they will just go with the letter and then they will issue it. Is it an end client? Is it a company? Where is the job at? It is in, uh, it is in Atlanta, Georgia. The position with the end be... client. So it's a consulting company and then there's an end client. No, no. It's a what company position. is it? What, what's I'm the company's a, I'm a mechanical, name? I'm a mechanical engineer. So okay, what's the company's name? It's called Wexler Engineering. W-E-X. No, W-E-C-H-S-L-E-R. -E <clears throat> Wexler Engineering and Technologies. Tom Wessler. Wessler, okay. Yeah, since, uh, since it's an engineering company, mechanical engineering company, if they still, and your title is project engineer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, if the job is still there, and I see the yeah. company profile to be a very good company, though. Yeah. Um, you can apply for the H-1B there, but uh, but it, it will be tested very thoroughly whether you still have the job position there or not. Okay. That, normally, that is... normally, if the company's profile is not that good, I would remember this. when I look into the company profile, it's very good. You should try it. Right. But, but, you know, the period that I still stayed in the U.S. while the service was not active, I'm worried about that period. No, I'm not that worried. I'm not that worried. No. Um, okay. Have you violated the status? You can say yes in there and you explain okay. it to them. And it's not a big deal because it's not unlawful presence. The reason is that F1 visa students, the I-94 is duration of status. So it's yeah. never expires. It's not unlawful presence. So I'm not expecting much problem. With it. Okay. Okay. So because my I was only problem to... will be, 
your problem will be more like why did you join the day one use uh, yeah. university the second problem would be that do you still have the push opening the least yeah. of the problem is what you just discussed next person please thanks ravi yeah uh, hi sir this is ravi uh, yes ravi yeah sir i have a question about the visa uh, interview waiver program mm -hmm. uh, yeah i i have a initial visa refusal given under the of 194 uh, extending about 21g and uh, i used different employer and i came to us um, and now uh, i want to go back to india uh, as per the new process right like the us visa even e even though you have a refusal even though the the dropbox statement says that if you had a visa refusal you may not be eligible for the dropbox when it comes to the practicality though making an appointment they are giving appointments for the dropbox even though you had a visa refusal before uh, okay okay but but as for the question also like uh, um, I, I was hearing the question like stating uh, am i um, do you have any refusal after the so, visa mm -hmm. okay uh, does it how it, it ds 160 says that yeah i i saw that in us travel doc somewhere in uh, uh, no it it no. says that have you ever had a have, have you ever had a refusal though it doesn't say that have you ever had a refusal after your successful visa the ds 160 doesn't read that but you may correct you may correct it to me and let me know though because uh give me one second yeah. i'll look into it. I did not open DS-160 yet, but I... Uh, when I you can look into the form online. online. Mm -hmm. You can look into the form. I don't think so. It reads the same way that we are speaking about. Okay. Correct okay. me if I'm wrong, sir. I don't want to go with uh, with you right now, arguing on that, because I can't... I don't have... Uh, I'll see if I can look into the form. Okay. But even uh, even in this case, right, if you have any refused earlier, so that means that... Uh, yeah, I have seen them. I've seen them um um i've seen them still issuing the visa uh, still eligible for the dropbox even if you've been rejected the visa before oh they are giving it okay cool. yeah uh, okay so okay yes, thank you sir thank you next person please purna hi rahul uh, my question is uh, related to 485 uh, adjustment of status ead mm -hmm. So I received my EAD uh, in like June of uh, 2021 and my 140 was approved in October of uh, 2021 in the premium processing. Mm -hmm. So do I have to wait for like six months? This is like the downport uh, 140 to change the employer? No, sir. You don't have to. You okay. have to only wait for 180 days after you file the 485 application, which you did. You do not have to wait for 180 days after your I-140 is approved. Okay. So I'm then planning to move to... Uh, uh, company B using my 485 EAD. So what exactly is the trigger point on this one uh, using the EAD, Rahul? So as soon as I uh, fill the 485J, will my H1B get uh, cancelled from the company No, it B? doesn't. As soon, as soon as you join the next company, though, with the EAD, the H1B is cancelled automatically. So is it like an INN form that we fill when we join the company and they do, that is do right. the E-Verify? That is right. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Why do you need H1B? I don't know why people love H1B. They like immigration lawyers, I guess. Next person, please. Samarpan. Hey, Rahul. Uh, Samar here. I spoke to you last time on call. I have a quick question for you. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so I have uh, GCAD and EV3 uh, from the downgrade last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got offer from company B. And then company B is... Do you have your I-140 approved? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, the new company is uh, willing to take me on H1 transfer. Mm -hmm. But they are going to support me only for 485J supplement. They are not going to file another EB2 form application for me. Mm -hmm. So in that case, uh, uh, is it advisable to just let go the EB2 line and stick to EB3 on EAD? Uh, what is the priority date? 2014 August. I'm not going to answer your question, but I will tell you what I would if I were you. I'm going to move to this company. Okay. And okay. Uh, I have one more question. So I talked to one of my ex-employer who mm -hmm. currently active, having active I-140 on EB2 for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he is willing to file a uh, 485 application for EB2 if that date current. But only condition he is uh, telling me is to, I have to work for that company for six months by law. So the question is, is it a really law or he's just trying to? Well, my wife says that beef is illegal. So I don't know what to say. It's legal, but I, in my home, I mean, meat is illegal. I can't even take meat into my home. So that's, she determines the law, okay? So mm -hmm. the company will determine what they want to. That's up to them. There's nothing wrong with the company telling whatever they want to. It's not mm -hmm. a law, but it's their mm -hmm. requirement. Just like the way my wife says, it's illegal to eat meat. What can I say? Okay. Okay. Got that's it. Haruhun. Next person, please. Thank you. Ganesh. Yeah. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Ganesh. Uh, I have one mm -hmm. question. Like we have a Dropbox appointment for my uh, myself, wife, and uh, dependent son who is 11 year old. Uh, I am on H1B, and they both are on H4. Uh, mm -hmm. My question is like, if uh, we go for the uh, do document submission, will they accept my son's documents? Because we don't have the stamped visa with the current date. Our our we are three all have a stamped visa, but it is old date. And they says that like one of the rules says that we should have a stamped visa and it should be uh, like uh, in a current date, with current date. So what do you say about this? What do you mean? It doesn't say it has to be, what do you mean? When is your, uh, we're speaking about your son right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. When is his passport visa expiring? Okay. It is already expired in uh, 2017. All of us. 2017, which month? Uh, it was in October. Okay. He's eligible for the Dropbox. Okay. So will they ask for uh, like, uh, uh, like our past stamp, stamped visa should be valid. Will they ask for that? Either parents no. stamped visa? No, no, sir. No. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. Then. Thank you. Then. Praveen. Hello. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Yep. Uh, sorry. I heard wrong name. Uh, so uh, question is, uh, I have, uh, I'm on H1B with current employer. I have another H1B with a different employer approved. So I have uh, three weeks of uh, vacation left. So can I give uh, notice here and go join in another company? No, sir. Three weeks. No, sir. No, we cannot be getting paid overlap. with two companies. No. Okay. So there they should not be any overlap. No, sir. Okay. Next person. Even if I'm not working. No, sir. Even if you're not working, you should not. Because technically you are working there. You're getting paid. Next person, please. Vineet. 
Hi. Uh, uh, hi. Yeah. My name is Vineet. Um, this is this is not about H1 or H4. It's about a B1, B2 for my parents who is visiting here. So they are here already for four months. I would like to extend it for one more year. Don't. Don't. Because uh, there are a lot of problems. People uh, that will come if they if you want them to visit, you know, frequently. Especially if they have renewed the visa, that they're going to have a problem. When they're coming back, it's a problem, and it's. I would not advise people to do it unless it's extreme circumstances. Okay, uh, it's a bit extreme. So at least if for six months, is it possible? Or I would. It's possible, but it's like you are cutting the head of the duck that is laying golden eggs. Okay. I cannot support you on that. Next okay. person, please. Thank you, Vivek. Hey, hey Rahul, uh, Vivek here. Uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, very quick couple of questions. Um, I think you have answered part of my question before on your calls, but uh, I have an extension of that question. So I have my H1B approved uh, February 2022 to 25. Uh, my wife's uh, H4 and H4 EAD are... Uh, are uh, expiring in February 22. So we concurrently applied for H4, H4 EAD along with the H1B. H1B is approved right now and H4, uh, as you know, it's taking time. So mm -hmm. you, I know the story. I know the story. Okay. You, you mentioned uh, there's a chance we can go to Mexico or Canada and uh, take a small come back and get that new I-94. But Only my, fly. Only, only flying. But my uh, attorney is saying that if I do that, the existing 539 and 765 that are applied will be abandoned. Is that is it? Is it an extension that you filed, or is it a is it an extension she filed, or is it a uh, change of status that she filed? Extension of it will not be considered abundant. Only change of status is considered to be abundant. Okay, so both 539 extension of stay and 765 uh, H4EAD extension will not be abandoned. No, I... will not be abandoned. Okay, sounds good. Because we are going to try that because that's the last resort we have. I don't think H4 and uh, H4EAD are getting done on okay. time. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good then. Okay. Thanks, Rahul. Thank you. Praveen? Hello, Rahul. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Praveen. Uh, I have two questions. Uh, one mm -hmm. is like uh, I did downgrade uh, last October. I mean, 2020 October. Uh, my mm -hmm. priority date is September 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter is a 15-year-old uh, kid. She Her age was locked in last August when EB3 okay. became current. And, it and I-140 was approved. Uh -huh. Yes, I-140 was approved in June okay. uh, 2020. Uh, the question is like, if I refile or interfile, will will I be jeopardizing her age anywhere? Uh, what's the uh, what's the priority date you said? September twenty twelve. I might get the dates in a couple months. Is what I'm thinking for EB two. If I re refile or interfile, will I be doing anything with the locked? Yeah. If age? you how long? Uh, yeah. If you. If you refile or interfile, you are unlocking, you are unlocking it because the final action dates are not current right now. Right. If I, if they are current in EB two, then if I if I do it, 
You mean to say if the final action date is current, though, then she's under 21. She, you do interfile or do you refile? She's still locked. Okay, that's what I was just... Okay, so we'll relock it. That's what it means, right? That's Very right. On EB2? That's right. Okay, I have another question. If we travel for automatic revalidation to Mexico, do we need a Mexico visa? Um, do you have a stamping in the passport? When is it uh, We have stamping, but it expired. Yeah, you may need a visa though to go to Mexico. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Ravi? Ravi? Ridesh? Uh, hello, Raul. This is Ridesh. Um, my question is uh, about, uh, you know, visa appoint appointments through Dropbox. So basically, I went to India in 2011 for my visa renewal. Uh, my visa was not approved initially, but then it was, you know, in 2013, it was reaffirmed. Um, so my first question is that, am I still eligible for Dropbox? Uh, and while filling the DS-160, there is a question which says that, uh, has your visa been ever refused or revoked? So what should be my answer? Um, um, it's not refused. It's only they put a query on it, right? Yeah, I, I got a letter also uh, that it has been refused. The uh, Department of State returned uh, my documents to USCIS. So my company ah, followed up it's and been then- refused. Yeah. Yeah, you have to answer it's been refused though. So you have to answer it's been refused. Okay. And then do I need to um, put in remarks like my reaffirmation number and all? You uh, can. So that I'm eligible for Dropbox? You can, you can, you can. Okay. You can. And uh, so while filling the DS-160, will it tell me right there that, uh, yes, I'm eligible for Dropbox or when will I come to know? Whether... When you make an appointment, it will tell you whether you're eligible for the Dropbox or not. Okay. Based on those answers. That's right. Okay, next person, please. Thank you. Shrikan. Hi. Hello, hello Raghun. Um, yes. This is uh, regarding my I-140. Um, I have my I-140 approved with my previous employer and uh, the priority date is 2015. And uh, now I'm in a different company. Now my new employer is going to foot, file my I-140. In mm -hmm. the meantime, uh, in October 2020, we with my wife's priority date and being me as dependent, we filed 485 for both of us and kids. Perfect. Uh -huh. So um, if I mention my A number uh, in my uh, the new company's uh, I-140, is it going to go into the same Texas center? Because uh, the I-485... Don't, 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 don't mention the A number, just leave it blank. Then how can I put my priority date? You don't... For putting the prior date, you don't have to mention the I-1 uh, A number. Okay. Second thing is that for the I-140, it's a different ball game than the 485. Okay. Okay. For I-140, the A number will not move the file to a different service center. Though. It's only for adjustment of status. It has a chance for it. So you can mention if you want to, but you don't have to mention. It's not. A, it's it's not mandatory that you have to mention the A number to file an I-140. Okay. Okay. Because I don't want to get into the same Texas center because of the A number and uh, well, that Texas market. service center is not bad for I-140. You're not filing 485. Yeah, because uh, our downgrade I-140 is still there for my wife. That is your wife though. So yeah. this I-140 is not going with 485. So okay. if it's not going with 485, Texas, Texas service center is not that bad in I-140. In fact, uh -huh. 
given a chance between Nebraska and Texas, I would rather prefer going to Texas in I-140 only. Oh, okay. 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 Next person. But it won't go based on your A number though, I-140. Okay. Next person. Thank you. Jeevan, Jeevan Krishna. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Rahul. I have a couple of questions. So currently, I'm, um, I have I-140 approved from organization A and I'm working mm -hmm. for B now and they revoked my uh, I-140 after two years. So now I'm planning to move to a company C. Will there be any harm for them to apply my H-1B as they have revoked? When did they revoke? They revoked after two years of approval. When, which date? Oh, on January 5th, 20, uh, 2022, yesterday. Absolutely no problem for you to extend the H-1B, to have your wife get the EAD, to put the date, no problem. Okay, so the, okay. My next question, sir. Uh, I'm on H-1B currently and planning to open a, a LLC organization. Will there be any harm if I put... I would recommend you consult a lawyer before you do that. Opening is, forming a company is different owning a shares is a different. If you are going to go and buy Microsoft shares, okay, I don't oh. have a problem with it. If you're going to go to cloud investing, I don't know what that is, but nowadays people are investing cloud and they go and buy real estate, that's not a problem. But if you're going to open an LLC, whether it's a consulting company or consulting it's a, uh, you need to consult a lawyer before you do anything. Okay. If it is opened on my wife's name, is it because she is having H4EAD? Is it? It's better to consult because okay. a lot of people, when they open it and then they operate the entire thing and wife is not there, this guy is signing everything, they mess up a mm -hmm. lot of different things. Okay. And there's another thing and something happens, somebody sues, you are screwed up if they found okay. out you work for the company. Got it. Okay. Next person. Can, can we consult you on this? Yes, you can consult. Me. Okay, sure. Thank you so much. Thanks for doing this, sir. Next person, please. Adi. Hello. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you for doing this. Um, my name is Adi, and um, me and my wife, we applied uh, uh, AOS application in October 2020 at Nebraska Service Center, and uh, our I-140 got approved uh, in the September of 2021. So we did not get EAD or AP, and my priority date is December 2012. Uh, I saw many videos of yours, like, um, you know, go with the fresh application if EB2 dates are current or in the I file. Didn't, I, didn't I didn't conclusively say that. Yeah, 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 that's where I, I mean, that's why I called again to get your opinion on this. Like, should we go with the, you know, fresh application or interfile? Uh, that's up to your choice. Okay. Uh, you watch the video. If you still have a doubt, do mm -hmm. one thing, okay? Mm -hmm. Um give a coin to your wife okay mm -hmm. <laughs> tell her to pick the option and okay. if she turns out to be right i should get the credit because i pointed out to your wife okay if something goes wrong your wife is the evilest person in the entire world we both will blame her okay second question sorry um, i mean sorry to take time second question so we did not get eadr ap and we tried to raise the service request to nebraska service center and we are not successful at all so i mean is there any other way to... No, there is nothing I can do for you. Okay, thank you. Uh, most probably by next week, we are going to, I'm going to publish a, the pattern, how the things are going on. Mm -hmm. I'm making an Excel sheet. Uh, I'll make a pattern of how the things are going on. 
So I, I'll publish it most probably next uh, next week on our website. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. The last caller today, um, and uh, I'll go to some of the questions that are there um, uh, that are coming in the in the in the chat, guys. The last caller today. Ravi. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, my question is: uh, Currently, my job role is technical, and uh, I'm moving to technical and managerial position in a different location, different state altogether, for the same company. But my current PD is uh, July 2015, and they said they have to open a new form and again labor I-140. Oh come on! They don't need to. Okay. Um, it depends on the company's lawyer. It depends on the company. Though, if I'm your lawyer, I would not. Here is the thing, though. Let's say, for example, you move from, you know, one position. The previous position might still be open for you. If the previous position is still open for you, you right. don't need to do anything. Okay. Okay. It depends on the lawyers, though. If it is like a Microsoft company, Facebook, Google, Tesla, and other companies, though, they will not do the labor and perm again if you move to a different position, though. Now, if it is some of the mediocre companies and these lawyers just want to rip the employer and employee off and want to make money, yes, they, that's when they're... If I were your lawyer, I would not do that. So change of location doesn't need a new form, right? I didn't said anything to it. I'm just saying if I'm a lawyer, yeah, yeah. I will speak with you and I will speak with the HR and then I will come to the conclusion that the previous job, let's say, for example, your job is in Florida, it still is open and will be open for you. If that statement comes out from HR and you, then I will have HR and you write a document and then I'll keep it in the record and then I'll file the 485 when the priority comes correct. And if you don't speak the words that I wanted to speak, I'll make sure until you speak my words, you'll be there in my conference. Okay. Sure. Because you're unnecessarily wasting companies' money. So that's how it is. But this is, as I said to you, that my wife doesn't allow non-rich to come into the home. Now, if the company lawyer is that you don't have much choice, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. Thank um, you, sir. I'll go to the questions here that are coming out, guys. Uh, when the principal applicant dies before the green card and the green card comes in, you need to check with the lawyer, though, because that's a problem there, because it may complicate the thing at a later date. Uh, after Hanu has this question after moving to an EAD you want to move back to H1B I don't know why you guys want to do it but anyway making money for lawyers seems to be the good idea for you you can then if you once you move to EAD Hanu if you want to move back to the H1B or H4 though you can get the H1B and H4 or uh, you can get the H1 and you have to go outside the country to get the stamping you can still do that thing Um, Pratik, uh, wife is on uh, is green card holder, uh, and this gentleman is on TN visa. You can apply for the green card uh, right now. Immediately, the priority dates are current. It takes about six to nine months to get an EAD right now. And if you want to cons uh, contact our office to do your paperwork, you can. Is there any premium processing options for U.S. citizenship for U.S. GC? No, and it will not be coming forward, Sheila. There will not be. The reason is that they have to check a lot of criminal history and other things. They won't have a, a premium processing for citizenship. My mother-in-law overstayed her B2 visa last year. Is she eligible for Dropbox in India for renewal? You can try. You, 
but you need to make a statement in the DS-163 is overstayed though. Um, be careful on this overstays though. Sometimes they may reject the B2 extensions when you go for drop uh, Dropbox, uh, when you go for the stamping. Uh, whether you should do interfiling or whether you should wait for EV3, it's a very sensitive issue though. Um, it's definitely not an easy thing to answer. I can do, I can tell you one thing, interfiling doesn't work perfectly though. So sometimes what happens is that we do interfile, especially with Chinese nationals, and by the time it reflects, the EB3 moves forward and EB2 moves back. It happens. So you have to be very, I don't know if you would do it. Refiling is an option. Interfiling is an option. But I want to watch if, if you want to consider interfiling. Uh, I want you to watch this though video. Um, yeah, you, you, the healthcare worker, if you, yeah, I mean, we as a lawyers also are telling people that contact USCIS directly. If your H4 is yours, it's not your employers. You can contact uh, uh, USCIS directly though. The number that they have provided, please contact them. Thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.